You are no longer part of the system. You are above the system, over it, beyond it. We're them, we're they. We are the brothers. Yo, DJ, You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. And you know this, man. All right. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? We back in this thing. Welcome back to the Brothers Podcast. It's been a long time. How long we has it been, We shouldn't man? have left here without a dope podcast. Step, step two. Step two. Step two. Step two. Step two. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been quite a while. I actually was listening to us on the way home from work the other night. We're like um, mad funny, brother. Yeah, we are. I don't care what nobody say. I was listening to us, too. And Very entertaining. I was like, this is funny. Yeah, I have laughed at us a few times. Very entertaining, yeah. Somebody got to do the Cray verse, man. Great content, too. Which one? <laughs> Come on. Back on the grind again. Oh, back on the grind again. Been, been a long time, long time, my friend. I forgot the word. I don't remember. Cray, when you going to rhyme again? I'm like, <laughs> beep, beep. Well, it's your boy, Jay Brewster here. It's your boy, Earl. And bringing up the tail end, it's your boy, Roddy Rod. Yeah, speaking of the tail end, I heard that. Uh... Watch out. <laughs> Let's start this podcast. <laughs> We're going to get yeah, into some brother, quality gotta, content, people. I just want to lift up prayers for Dwight Howard. I'm just saying. Yeah, the prayer warriors, man, are in effect. Yeah, he had butt surgery out there. Yeah, but the, the Wizards not going to be the same. John Wall out. Oh, well. They suck anyway. Hey, dude. But we ain't going to bore y'all with a whole bunch of sports topics. Sports. Not today. Not today. Not today, but... Uh, we got some good stuff to go to, to talk about today, but uh, how y'all been? We've been pretty good. Y'all had a good Christmas? Yeah, yeah man. man, Christmas was great. Christmas was good. Got a lot of stuff unexpected. Uh, got a lot of new devices. Man, I toys. know I heard. Which one of y'all came up? Was that you or Drea? No, uh, we came. both did. I mean, actually, man, I got, what What's Santa bring you, right? I got a new pair of Concords, <laughs> Jordans. Um, I had them before Christmas, but they were, I ain't warm yet. But, uh, <laughs> I got a blessing of those. Got a, got those. I got a Nintendo Switch. It's pretty cool. What? Yeah, Switch? Yeah, here. Uh, and we were just talking about the Mario. new system was out. Yeah. You had got that? Yeah, it was under the tree. Dress, she's a good poker player. Yeah. So uh, She has a good poker face. Liar. No, I'm playing. <laughs> but um, then I got a whole bunch of clothes. Mother-in-law got me a shirt and wife got me clothes. Yeah. I got a fly new Tommy Hilfiger jacket. It's pretty dope. But uh, yeah, just stuff like that. I ain't know. We, can we wear Tommy Hilfiger? Yeah. Huh? I mean, we've been wearing Tommy Hilfiger. I thought black folks didn't wear Tommy Hilfiger. Man, it was a rumor a long time ago. Oh. I, I, I remember that. But you I, remember that? <laughs> I'm I, I messing with Tommy Hilfiger. Right, right. It's fresh. Apparently, like, yeah, that was a, that was, he never said that. Apparently. Probably not, man. They're I trying to say that about everything. Yeah, everybody's racist or something. Yeah. It's probably a rumor started by FUBU. <laughs> probably. probably so bro. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, Tommy Hilfiger is racist. Yeah. He don't want black people wearing his clothes. He wants, wants you to buy our FUBU clothes. <laughs> Where did FUBU ever go? Make a comeback. They were showing to a Walmart. Um, they had a deal with Walmart. I mean, it wasn't looking the same like back in the day. Cause you know, <laughs> you know, Cause you know, bro. You still got that jersey? If Which one, brother? I got if, all the food. If y'all don't know, you still got that. If y'all don't know, y'all can go to my Instagram and see a, a picture of Jonathan Brewster and a food jersey. I got some food. It's I not too long. What? I don't think I have the food. I think when we moved, yeah, I yeah, made them throw them away. You made you get rid of it. No, yeah. I, I made them throw them away. Because <laughs> I was like, bro, bro. Uh, brother, Fubu was the the gear back in the day. It back in the day. I mean, that was I like when that we was in high school. For still, a minute. Bro. But I still remember like when I got my first platinum Fubu, and when uh, Fat Albert, Fat Albert, yeah, hey, 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 huh? I was flying high school. Bro, you couldn't tell me nothing. He was clean. Couldn't tell me nothing. I had, had a platinum Fubu, and that's when like B boots were hot, right? Yeah, man. Had you pair, dang, I forgot about B-boots. Had a pair of B-boots. I had some lugs. Yeah, lugs, yeah. yeah. Birdman, Birdman. <laughs> I had a pair of Birdman. I think mama bought me those. No, my grandma did, man. Oh, my, my yeah, grandma bro. took it to the Granny did buy me the Birdman. Got you some Birdman. Bird I was like the biggest Cash Money fan, so I thought I was... You say was like past tense. I think you still are a cash man. <laughs> man, cash money's changed. He like Wayne. He, yeah. he just like Wayne's Wayne. still a dope artist to me. But, yeah, but that's dope, brother. man. You came up, Chris. What about you, man? Uh... Christmas is like low key for us. Mom uh, Dukes got us a lot of nice stuff. She got stuff for the new house. She, uh, oh yeah, blessings on that. Yeah, yeah bro. She got like a whole new, like pots and pans. That's what you um, need. She 
set up some gift cards. My brother, he had a, like a really dope way to give a monetary gift. Um, and so he played a little game where he took like these checks uh-huh. and he like tore up the check in a bunch of pieces. Mm. And he had all three of us, my mom, my wife, and me. And he like played music in like the fastest one to like put the check together like a puzzle piece, mm. get the monetary value of the mm. check. Hey. <laughs> so it was kind of like, won? uh, that was a little one. So oh, how much you win? hundred dollars. Oh my. Yeah, brother. So she definitely came up. It was kind of a fun way to like give a monetary gift. Yeah. Like no one just like you know just hey here here's a card with some yeah. money in it. That's fine. He made it kind of interesting, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, How was your Christmas? Yeah, so we man, Christmas is cool, man. You know, it's always different with children. It's about them. Right, right. But like you know, we like you getting Jordans. I got the which ones were they? The Concords. Yeah. And the cool gray. So like the funny <laughs> thing is, Rodney. Is like a shoe fanatic, you know. So if anybody doesn't know, yeah. So like, anytime this dude, he got the shoes. And he takes care of them. So like, he got had got the new ones. So he gave me the older ones, which I wore the cool grades to school, and the kids thought that was just. Hey, hold on. Like, I just want to pause, man. I feel a certain kind of way. Bro, we don't wear the same shoe size, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. brother. What's yeah, the point of being best friends with a sneakerhead if I can't get none of the gear? You gotta I don't find you, you, can't fit it, you gotta find you one with a bigger foot, brother. Brother, how about you start <laughs> buying bigger shoes? How about that? Oh, okay. That's the fun. That, but the kids at school, like, them cool grades been out how long? Uh, those came out in 2000. Concourse came out in 2011. So Cool Grace came out in 2010. They came back around again, though, right? No. no the, the low top one. I got the low top one. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Like, hey, them, them kids think top. that those were just like the. Well, seeing that coach, like, rocking yeah. like, Cool Gear. It's so now like, they want to be dope. twins. They're like, man, I got Cool Grace too. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, let's wear them together. I'm like, all right. Let's <laughs> wear them together. Cool yeah. Grace. Cool gray yeah, on Friday, coach. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. It was good for the kids, man. That's what's up. Man. I still be like, kind of like tripped out seeing Skip Bayless like rock all the Jays. Yeah, he be rocking. Bro, I didn't, I didn't realize he be wearing Jays. Yeah, like wear, and if you want, if you follow his Instagram, he wear them every day. Yeah. Bro, a different, pair, a of different pair of like retros. Like wow, like they call it Drip Bayless. <laughs> but then he always do that silly pose, like <laughs> so. I'm with wondering, yeah, him and Jordan, they're pretty tight. I don't, I don't think know. he actually is like cool with Michael Jordan. I think he just like idolized Michael Jordan. Yeah. Talk about him so much. Maybe he got a little discount, man. Maybe so. I don't know. Maybe Mike sent him like, don't big up LeBron. He probably hate on LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> he probably be like, hate on LeBron every right. day. Every day. Yeah, you endorsement. I, I send you the J's. Yeah, but as good as Kobe Bryant was, I don't think he ever had a good shoot, bro. Man, Kobe had a couple. Did Kobe ever have like a good like? Was yes. there ever a time he was like, I want to go out and buy the new Kobe? Nah, I don't know if it was ever like. I mean, I've, I've had a couple pair of Kobe's in my life, but just the a couple. Nikes he had at one point, right? When he was, I Nike think Shaq sold I mean, more shoes than Kobe though. Yeah. Early in the career, he was with Adidas. But what was the name of the shoe called again? The they used to call him something. Uh, I mean, the only Kobe shoe like that had a name um, originally was like the Crazy Eights. Okay. Oh, I ago. remember those. When he was dead, and that's when he was with Adidas. But, uh, I remember he was with Adidas that's a for long a minute. Time ago. Yeah, I take that back. I don't think Kobe ever did really have a. I mean, he's had a couple of dope Nikes that I like personally that I've had. I'm just saying, I mean, like growing up, people wanted the Iverses, they wanted the Reeboks. Oh, yeah. People wanted the Tracy McGrady yeah. shoes. Yeah. People was even rocking the the, the Stephon Barberry, like the cheap joints. Yeah. Star- but that, the Starberries, you know what I'm saying? I saw people rocking the Shacks. You, you did? Shaq like, had a shoe I loved, though, man. What was that, the Reeboks with those swirlies? Uh, yeah, those were the Hypnosis, the yeah. Shacknosis. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't remember growing up and nobody be like, hey, you got the new Kobe's? Oh, man. I mean, you, you got to, I guess you really got to be in the sneaker culture to really appreciate yeah. a Kobe shoe. Like yeah. you really got to be in basketball it. Basketball players though. Yeah, basketball players. Yeah, like Kobe's. growing up in like high school, I used to hear you know I got them Kobe's or I thought they were calling them something else. But maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean, um, I mean. So what's that one? I'm gonna say it wrong. Is it Hirachi or Hirachi? Hirachi. For right. forever, I thought those were his shoes. No, you know, I mean, so. they were. That's funny. Yeah, were, I did. Yeah, they were a pair that um, that kind of spun off of Hirachi. Uh, that kind of like resembled them. Yeah. Yeah. They were like Air Harachis, but they were a Kobe shoe. But we're getting too too deep off in it. I'm sorry, guys. That's funny. Yeah. Talking about shoe shoe game. What? Just so we know, we can 
uh, emphatically say that uh, Jacquees is not the king of R&B. Right? Mm. I mean, I mean, self-proclaimed. I mean, self-proclaimed <laughs> kings. He can't wait. You know, hey, I mean, anybody but, can be self-proclaimed. When he ran up on Key Sweat, I, I thought, can't wait. I thought Keith Sweat was gonna slap him, but uh, personally, you told he he ran up on him. Bro, like he ran up on. Well, it was like a, a was it Winterfest they concert, Winter Jam concert. They was backstage somewhere, and they was like talking to Key Sweat. Now this is like Key Sweat, bro. Like Key Sweat, nobody. <laughs> yeah. And so apparently he mentioned something about King, and Jacquees come up there and like saying that like he the king for his generation, and Key Sweat's like, hey, I'm still getting that bag though. And Jacquees still right. want to talk about. Let me be honest kid. about something. What does he sing? A whole I mean, bunch of covers. Just bro. covers, like that's he all. He had no original music. I mean, he that nobody knows. I don't even know who that dude was, bro. He's not I, even really famous. He like he like the, the, the epitome of black famous. Yeah, I didn't even really know <laughs> he, he was. Said, like I ain't gonna lie, for a minute black I, I thought he was one of the amigos. Yeah. Like at one point, and then like, bro, I didn't know who that dude was, man. And they were saying he was the king of R and B. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah, he's he's a pity. He signed to what? Young Bunny? Yeah. Or or, or, or Cash Bunny? He on Cash Money? Yeah. As a singer? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Birdman is like his brother or father or something. And like you know, everybody called Birdman that whole daddy. foolishness that happened for like, the memes <clears throat> was just so funny to me when it came to that. But speaking of memes. Like I think that everybody's definitely been me with the joy of that Bird Box movie. Y'all watched that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I watched Just it. watched it last night. Yeah, I watched it the first couple of days it came out. Yeah, I watched it last night, too. What'd you think about it, Earl? I thought it was a good movie. And the reason I watched it is because I've seen so many people putting up stuff saying it was trash. But then I seen, <laughs> <laughs> then I seen people saying, man, y'all tripping. It's actually a good movie. So I'm like, man, let me go watch it for myself. And I thought it was a good movie. It was well put together. You know, I know we're gonna talk about the end of it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I see. Like, I saw originally, Roddy, you put up some stuff saying the, the movie was like uh, just all right. Like you were kind of disappointed about the ending of it. Like personally, I saw it. Like I was invested from the jump. It reminded me of a Quiet Place. Have you seen that? Movie? Yeah. yeah. The Quiet so Place. I, I prefer the Quiet Place over this one. Oh, uh, what? Definitely. See, now I gotta watch Quiet Place. Yeah, Quiet Place was. It's similar. It's you got dope. Jim from the office. Uh, yeah, it got any Jim office, from the office. Any so, office yeah. fans out there? You'll definitely uh, enjoy that. But uh, why did you feel like it was disappointing at the end? Um, and this is my my theory and my theory only. I'm not going to try to put my theory out on anybody else. Is this like but, a spoiler alert? For no, those of you who I mean, I, well, yeah, by now y'all should have. Yeah, y'all should have watched. Watched it. <laughs> Sorry, you know, it, it got 45 the, million streams the first week. Yeah, that's so If you if you in that 46, you know, get on the ball. But the um, only reason I was disappointed, um, like I told everybody else, the acting, um, the cinematography, everything like that was on point. Um, like I said, for the first hour, I was totally invested in the movie. Like, bam, this movie got me. I'm like, yeah, this is a dope movie. But then it kind of just like dragged on and then it didn't. It, it was ne- two hours. It, yeah. And it never told us exactly how the event necessarily happened, which, you know, which is cool. I think if it had been more, but they just kind of left you like, like, well, you figure it out. I'm like, well, what's there to figure out? Something happened, and we know that it happened. We know the end result that, you know, folks keep killing people. You felt there was unanswered questions. It was a whole lot of them. You know what I'm saying? And where was the black people? But see, that's what made the movie dope to me, though. What, there was no black people? What? (laughs) <laughs> no, there were two black people. Nah, there wasn't no, a fact about the no black people. But. There was, there was, where were the black women? I don't remember any black. We women. didn't. Make, they didn't make it to the end of the earth. Two black men made it, but they died. They sacrificed themselves I mean, for the, the other. Small story. I think. Okay, I think it would have been corny to me to have every single race represented. You know what I'm saying? Every demographic. In, is that really realistic? Like, if you went to, why, why not? I mean, that's how we look when we when we walk out in the street every day. But come on, Rod. If, if the end of the world happened, and you go to your neighbor's house, are you going to have a black woman, a black man, an Asian man, a white man? Like, you're not going to have that, bro. Like, you may have, you know what I'm saying, a wide range of demographics, but having more white people than black people was definitely realistic granted, to me. Okay, granted. <laughs> I'll give you I'll that. I'll take that. But man, it's not Noah's art, Rodney. We can't I, have two black people. <laughs> Well, they only had two black men. <laughs> Roddy wanted two of everything. But look, 
Okay, so even when they went to the little uh, facility at the end, the little sanctuary, I, I didn't see no black people there. There was like, there okay, was a, it was a what? black woman Bro, who, we was, were, who was. We were just unselfish, man. Like we just went away quick. Are you talking about our black men in the movie? That that and there was no but, black women. But dude made it to the very end. Like, can we yeah, not celebrate the fact a, that he wasn't like a normal stereotype? He was a star, bro. Granted that, but you feel but, me? But he was we, driving the car. Are we begging for one? We gotta beg for one. Like I said on Facebook today, not every movie could be Black Panther. Would the movie have been no. the same though <laughs> if he would have took the two children? And he went through that. We would have been happy, but somebody else would have made because us think about that. They would have been like, he's supposed to make it through because he's a big, strong black man. <laughs> See, and we can't win for losing. <laughs> <laughs> we can't win for losing. You ain't lying. But I think that that's what, like I was saying before, that's what made the movie dope to me was the fact that we did not know why everything took place and left it up for interpretation. That's why I like the movie Get Out so much because... Everything. Still seen Get Out. You haven't what? watched Get Out? No, bro. Hey, man, give us your black card. Brother, like, we no, turn it bro. off the podcast right now so we can watch Get Out <laughs> and then come back on out. the podcast. You never watched Get Out? No. 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 Okay, we watch it Get Out together, brother. <laughs> that movie's hey, like, no. No, we better watch that as soon as we get done. Brother, you. Yeah, I still haven't seen it, bro. I don't understand. I don't yeah, either. Yeah. I, didn't, I haven't seen it. But we digress. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> I'm yeah. just flabbergasted. Bird box. <laughs> But, um, the dude, the Pee Herman looking dude was crazy too. The one they let in the house. Oh, Greg? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he didn't want to start killing it's everybody. Beautiful. Can I see your baby? <laughs> 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 what, what I'm tripping on was that, like, the crabby, crabby white dude was, like, right almost every single time. <laughs> yeah, but that nobody, nobody want to listen to him. Nobody want to listen to him. His approach, bro. And he was, like, like the racist. It was his approach. He was a quintessential racist white man. Yeah. But he was right. Every single but time. But approach, man. That's <laughs> life, bro. Like, you can have a great idea and present it wrong, and, yeah. like, people look at so you that's like... That's kind of deep right there. So you yeah, saying, like, bro. that was kind of like a, a, a theme of, like, saying, it doesn't matter whether you right or wrong, it's how you present yeah, it. Yeah, how you present it, bro. How you present it. Okay. I felt bad for him. He was stuck in the garage. Like, man, I let you in here. Well, he wasn't <laughs> stuck in the garage because they let the garage up. A great oh, yeah, I mean, he yeah. let the garage up. Yeah. He didn't want to go out there, bro. I mean, yeah. Yes, clearly spoiler alerts for this movie. Yeah, sorry. So it's all good. Yeah. Uh, it's all Netflix. Hey, hey, I'm sure you got somebody's password. You can log in and you can watch that movie. Yeah. Um, but it was, I mean, like I said, uh, for what it was, I mean, it was a dope movie. As far as like acting wise and everything like that, I I totally was like digging the movie, but um, it just left a lot of holes for me. How you feel about her yelling at the, the kids? <laughs> she was very aggressive. It seemed like them was like really her kids because she was like for real, for real. But I liked it though. I think they um, the Wayne's brothers need to do a remake. Like what do they make? Called? That would oh. be dope. Like scary movie. Yeah. Like oh, a parody. Oh, that- Bro, like of a quiet place, yeah. of get out and like make the uh, spread be different. Like bird people, box, people see something and they just get like a <laughs> urge to twerk or something. See, you gotta no matter it. who it is, you just gotta take it there, don't you? you <laughs> why, why do you have an urge to twerk? Deacon Johnson, bro? don't let Deacon Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you looking at the twerkers? No, you seen it. Now he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's so stupid. Oh you see what we got to deal with on a daily basis, oh, twerk box. Yeah, <laughs> twerk box. Twerk box. Star Cardi B. President Trump. Oh, Twerking. Twerk. Oh, my God. But that's what's up. Man. Well, let's, let's get into some, some, some topic today. Boom. Yeah, man. What so, are we talking about, brother? What are we talking about today? First of all, we're going to um, discuss um, kind of, I, I guess we can not necessarily tie it along to the Bird Box movie, but um, something along the lines of that. We're going to talk about depression and Christianity, how it goes hand in hand, how it ties in. Um, I know within the, you know, suicide and depression kind of go hand in hand. And, you know, we've all kind of dealt with it in in a form or fashion, you know, in our own lives yeah, uh, through personal or friends, you know, family that we've, um, you know, dealt with and stuff like that. So where does um, where and how um as a Christian, um, what do y'all what do y'all necessarily feel about depression? Because I know some people preach like, um, you know, just pray about it. You know, depression isn't really real. It's just you, you know, stuff like that. So let's just kind of dive into it and you know, kind of kind of see where the conversation goes. I think depression is like a taboo word in 
uh, the Christian community, mm-hmm. and if you even dig deeper in the Black Christian community, yes, sir. especially um, having dealt with it personally and seeing it firsthand inside my family, um, I know that like Black people as a whole don't deal with depression the well, way that other races deal with right. it. They don't. They don't look at it as something that is um, real. Not only just real, but it's something that's detrimental to the point where it can like destroy families. They feel like we just you can get over it. Yeah, you just get over it. Like just you be happy. Be- you know, you can drink your way through it. You cope your way through it by a number of different ways. But we're not gonna really talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Never mind that Uncle Greg has been, you know what I'm saying, not himself for the last two years ever since his wife passed away. We're not going to really seek to get him help. We're not going to really have him talk about his feelings because, you know, that would make him weak. We just going to find some chicken. Yeah, you know, we just going to keep on, like, you know, doing line dances and and play dominoes, whatever, and he'll just get over it. You know, so I think that happens really bad with the black community and in the church. Um, I don't hear that it's ever really touched on the pulpit, man. I don't see too many preachers uh, until recently. But, like, I don't think it's been, like, a source of, like, let's talk about something that's real, like depression. It's more demonizing anything. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what? Let's go ahead and cast out the depression. That's a like, good word. Yeah. Demonized. So, like, hey, yeah, touch all that, bro. What you mean? It's like, it's almost like you're, you're a sinner in a sense. And I, when I say that, I say that as in, like, you know, you're not a believer. Right. You know, because you've allowed yourself or you've given over to the temptation and to the temptation of depression if you want to say <laughs> right. it that way. Which you is know? like so idiotic. And it sounds so stupid. It's crazy. You know? <laughs> but that's how it's presented. You know, it's not presented there's no, not a lot of compassion um, and there's not a lot of plan to get through it except for Pray about yeah, it. Yeah. Believe God and you know. And prayer prayer is a key. Right. I don't think anybody in this room would discount no, no, right. the power of prayer. Yeah. But I think that we do ourselves a disservice if we think that depression is only combated just through prayer. I think that there are tools out there that we don't take for instance, my brother's a pharmacist. So he is readily in agreement with people taking medication to, you know, some right. change some imbalances with your body. Yeah. Right. He don't feel anything's wrong with that. A lot of people, they don't want to like, hey, no, don't get on no medication for that. You better pray about it. If right. you ain't praying right. about it, then that means, you know, if it's not getting any better, that means you're not yeah. praying hard enough. You don't enough. need no Tylenol. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jesus Jesus my Tylenol. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's like silly to me. It's like, okay, we have modern medicine for a reason. Yeah. There's some things that you could possibly be on to help get you in balance and then you can also use prayer as a way of coping with it as well too yeah and I, th- I think that the body of Christ especially the black community um, prayer is a end all be all it's like once we say we pray about it that's it it stops and right. you know that, no counseling that, yeah that's it no medication it's like just pray yeah. about it and, and that's the end of the conversation and prayer is and prayer can do those things but you know what i'm saying we have to as people we walk in the earth we have to do our part too so if you have to go seek somebody for mental health you know or you have to take some medication to get healthy i'm i'm a person i have to take medication every day you know what i'm saying Me i too. Have, i have to do my part because <laughs> yeah i have to do my part because i would be foolish to say you know saying i'm gonna just believe god but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do what the doctor told me to do. Now there are certain things that I will, you know, leave up in prayer right, and, right. and leave with in prayer and say, God, what's the direction that you want me to go Wisdom, in? Yeah. yeah, but I'm not just gonna say I'm not taking that medicine because I believe in prayer. Who's to say God's not working through that medicine? Exactly. You know? God didn't work through the man to give him the idea to create the medicine to help, you know? Exactly. That's facts. Exactly. Yeah. If the wisdom is coming from God to begin with, why yeah. are we tapping into that? Right. Yeah, man. We got to live here, you know, so like, right. I'm sure he left some resources for us to, you know. <laughs> so, so you think that pastors have more of an obligation uh, or leaders, leaders in the Christian community, do we have more of an obligation to really talk about depression Talk about the effects of depression and how to properly deal with that depression from not only a safe place, but a, a biblically safe place. Do you think the Bible talks about depression? 
Because I do. Yeah, I, I believe. Uh, I, mean, I believe that Saul was depressed. Facts, bro. That's a perfect yeah, example. For sure. Um, you know, any other examples, I would have to go back and kind of look. But I mean, how about Job? You don't think that Job went yeah, through a level right. of depression? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely, it's kind of to lose a significant level of depression. Bro, that's yeah. oh, man, and then dealing with sickness in your own body, and then on top of that, right, losing your family, losing, yeah, everybody in your family except your wife. Who you wouldn't know? be yeah. depressed? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, when we when we say those things, I think it's from a le- level of ignorance. You know, when we just say pray about it. You know, and that, and we leave it at that, and we don't know the detriment that that does to somebody, and that's uh, I believe that probably turns a lot of people away from the body of Christ because, you know, like you said, once we see somebody that's struggling with mental health or mental issues, you know, all the all the body of Christ can say is just pray for them, and that's all we have said in in years past. Just pray for them. They never. They never counsel people to go seek help, to, you know, to seek a professional, you know, and, and, and no matter what the sickness is, it's just always just pray about it. And you just hit it, too. It's a sickness like everything else. A legitimate yeah. diagnosed right. sickness. <laughs> yeah. It's not imaginary. Yeah. But but that's that's where that's where we as a community, I think, have failed each other because we downplay it as, you know, just being crazy. Or say to mine, you know what, you'll get over it. Just just find a way to be happy. Yeah. And you may not have the physical ability to just be happy. Right. Because how you're coping with something, like something that's unresolved. I think that um, when it comes to depression or even before it gets to depression, I think that we don't take counselors very seriously. No. no not in church, in the, man. Not in church or the black community, yeah, bro. And, you know, I've seen too where... You know, in all honesty, pastors get too busy for effective counseling. Mm. You know, you don't take it serious, man. How many you know? pastors really have counseling hours anymore? It's rare. You know, like saying, and, okay. And how many stick to them? Right. You know? Like, on, on this day, from this hour to this hour, I'm opening my schedule up for effective counseling for anybody. You don't see that very often. I'm not saying no leaders do that. But right. I'm just saying, like, you don't see that too often. Right. Um or pastors are not really making themselves as available, you know, to like sit down. And I feel their frustration because a lot of times I, I talk to some leaders are like, they ain't gonna do what we tell them to do anyway. So why am I taking time? You know, I'm taking three hours out my my week to sit with you to give you wisdom and counsel yeah. you, and then you go go out and do whatever you wanted to do to begin with. And I think there's you know a what I'm line, saying? man, because I've heard the statement too that you know, well, if you don't get it and what I'm preaching, you know, then. Yeah, where you, but I think there's a line that has to be drawn. You know, right, what I'm saying right. like, because yeah, if a person is not gonna even come to church or whatever to hear you, or, or you know, they, you know, hearing what you're saying, they just you know, blatantly going out and doing whatever they want to do. You know, we all get to a point where we like, I'm not gonna keep telling you the same thing. But there's a, I think there's a, a place too where people get where they can't help it or they can't help themselves. So we got to figure out, you know. Where to draw the line, you know, and, you know, where to keep going. Do we have more of a responsibility in the church to have options available for people dealing with depression? I think we should. Yeah, we should. I mean, to to really be effective the way we want to be effective. Right. Because we can say it. Yeah. You know, but if we don't have those resources available to the community and to people that need it, all we're doing is becoming a revolving door because we're saying, come here. We can help heal you, but then we don't have the tools or the to, resources, right? Or to the really resources, follow right. through. Right. I, I like how uh, y'all saw how John Gray recently, and he went kind of viral for it. Um, well, he went viral for a couple different reasons. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, and, and I don't want to kind of get off topic, but you know, the whole entire him buying his wife the the expensive vehicle right. that was one viral reason. But the other reason why he went viral recently was how he took up the offering, and he had. Uh, he, he made kind of an altar call saying like all, hey, all the that. widows in the church or if you are somebody who was like struggling with feeding your family, don't know how to put gas in your car, don't know how to pay your bills. I want you to come up and take whatever you need from yeah. the offering we just took. Don't be ashamed. This is why the church is here 
to offer a level of help and resource. And he's like, we're a new church. We're a new ministry. We don't have like buku money in the bank for us just to be, just giving out money, whatever. But I feel led today. I took up this offering. This offering is for y'all. That was amazing to me. You know what I'm saying? And exactly what the church is for. Um, but with that being said, like, should more leaders or whatever have those type of resources saying, okay, the Bible is saying that we have a responsibility to widows. We have a responsibility for the ones who are homeless. We have a responsibility for those who are who are sick and shut in. Um, do we have a level of a responsibility for those who are dealing with mental illness as well as the physical ailments too? And what other resources should we be implementing? Should we be putting into practice to truly help those people? Because depression is a silent killer. You yeah. don't you don't necessarily see it manifest. Right. You know what I'm saying? The same way you may see cancer right. manifest or anger manifest. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I, I I mean I definitely think that's that's something that the church should be prevalent in. Um, but a lot of times uh, pride is going to hinder that because in in the black community, you know, a lot of leaders aren't going to be open to it because it's either my way or the highway. You know, is I've been running this church for 27 years and this is how we do it. You know, this and this and this and not open to new ideas um, in new ways that can assist, you know, in helping the community in that type of way. Um, not to say that what you're doing is necessarily what they're doing is necessarily wrong, but it, it might be a different way that you can open up your doors to the community to assist in those type of ways because if you have nine times out of ten if you have a ministry of any size um you know you're going to have teachers you're going to have counselors you're going to have all type of professions within the doors and you may not be able to dedicate you know uh, uh you know full-time hours to the church or right. anything like that but just to say I'm available you right. know you I'm hit. a licensed therapist right. pastor I'm willing to, exactly to where volunteer my mind was going yeah. right. I think too uh, what happens with it um, for some churches and maybe it don't make business sense you know um, in a sense of like Rodney Rodney may be a a professional but I'll say two things money and pride as a pastor I'm scared I'm scared to admit that I don't really have the experience in that area to right. deal with the steps to naturally get yeah. through but if Rodney is a believer and he has experience on how to get and I go to your church yeah why not I find <laughs> right. a way to you know incorporate. incorporate that or if I you know like so you can't staff everybody but right. figure it out because in other ways they may not be able to afford to go see somebody like right. you know and just you know even something as, as simple as one Saturday a month yeah. like we have counseling sessions where you know four or five counselors that go to your church volunteer you know a couple of hours just to say hey you just talk to somebody Man. Yeah, we're here, you know. With that being said, what are, where do leaders go? Where do leaders go? But because, like, okay, so you have the resources for your church, but now I'm the pastor, and I'm dealing with depression. Well, I think they go to more counseling than we think, you know. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's true. And, and one thing that, that definitely uh, kind of woke up my eyes to even talk about this uh, this subject was last year, you know, just seeing that pastor commit suicide pastored a you know a, a, a church in California with over 2,000 people and you know he committed suicide you know young young pastor not not nobody old been doing it for years you know what I'm saying and you know and everybody was kind of thinking like why why did this happen but like I said who do you who do you go to as a pastor because everybody else is throwing their problems on you who do you confide in who do you confide yeah. in you know what I'm saying because y you know you got to have time for your wife and your family, you know, and things like that. And then your wife don't want to hear about everybody else's problems when y'all getting y'all alone time. You right. know, that's true. probably yeah. hear about it enough. That's you know? her. That's her time. You know, she wants to be loved on and cherished and stuff like that. You got kids and you know all that kind of stuff. So it can always become too much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like you said, that's a good point as far as you know. Where do you go as a as a leader? Not necessarily a pastor, but a it's leader. It's the same shame that we hear it being put on other people, though. Like, I can't believe you given depression. You bigger than that. Pastors same way, you know. Yeah. Dealing with it, but won't go. Yeah. You know. How the congregation won't gonna look go at to me? Or they're going, and you know, <laughs> we don't know they're going. <laughs> right. You know, but they're going to see some professional too because right. they don't have anybody else. You know. 
I think that when it comes to like mental health, there's such a negative stigma to it right. because they yeah. think that okay, if if I find out that okay, Earl, you're my leader right. and you're going to therapy. There's something wrong with you, and you're not fit to yeah, really. Yeah, stable. Yeah, you're not stable. It's like, no, I'm going there so I remain stable. What you yeah. mean? <laughs> because because society has always deemed mental health as equivalent to crazy, and that's why that's why people are shame of it. That's because good. it's like that's if I good. if I go to counseling, oh something must be wrong with me, you know, or I don't go to counseling until something's wrong with me. Instead of doing preventative measures. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, preventative yeah, maintenance, yeah, yeah. we're always on the back end. Like We don't look at a woman going to get a mastectomy, uh, or I'm saying even before she gets a mastectomy, but she was going to get a mammogram. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, she did some preventive measures. We don't look at you, oh, oh you're crazy, to, to think that you might have breast cancer. Right. It's like, no, That's I'm doing it because I want to prevent it. <laughs> right. I want to prevent it, you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Yeah. Until exactly. it hit, hit, hit close, man. And right. Yeah, so, uh now, that's crazy. Uh, I think that we do have a responsibility as a church and as black leaders in the church yeah. to talk about it, to uh, make it okay. I think that uh, one thing that I appreciated uh, for Big Sis, you know, your wife, Andrea, you know what I'm saying? Like, she reached out one time and was just like, hey, uh, you good. Check on the strong friends sometimes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, good about that. You, you know what I mean? Like, hey. Uh, I'm not saying anything's wrong. I just want to just check on you. You say, hey, you good. And if you not, you know what I mean? There's resources out there for you to be good. You know, I'm a proponent for you to get help if you not. And how many times do we let things slip through the cracks? Because we didn't recognize the signs that were like the handwriting on the wall. Like, dang. You know, or just threw it off as that's just them being them. Right, right. So and so hasn't been themselves lately. They ain't like really been inside the group chat like they normally or have been. Like we miss little stuff and like okay, we blame it all. Okay, they just got busy with life. But dang, man, they fall off the radar. Or even when someone deals with like let's say they deal with death. Okay. How many times do we have somebody who's dealt with a loss and we like keep up with them for like the first week? Yeah. Or second yeah. week, whatever. Then after a month, it's just like he don't what? call me no more. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dang, it didn't just stop hurting because the funeral's over. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm dealing with like something that could be lasting a lot longer than that. So you got holidays, birthdays, special days that come, you know. Absolutely. Right. Hey, this is the first Christmas I'm having without my yeah. mom. Yeah. This is the first, you know what I'm saying, Thanksgiving I'm having without my husband or my wife. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's it's not always easy to 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 keep up with um people who are struggling but I think it's our responsibility to at least talk about it right I mean that's just being a decent human being and a decent friend I believe you know that goes beyond being a Christian you right. know what I'm saying I think you know that's just being that's just showing common courtesy and love you know what I'm saying and um and when we and when we and I'm gonna put this kind of disclaimer out here when we say black um, we're just speaking from our perspective because yeah. we are African American, all of us. You know what I'm saying? So yes, we, we don't want to exclude anybody that that is of a different race uh, or anything. But like our that. people are good about not going to the doctor. I right. say good about, <laughs> but you know what I mean. In our yeah. culture, good about means that's a bad habit. Yeah. Not right. going to the doctor, not paying attention to something. Or, right. Uh-huh. Wait till it's uh, too it's late. Just a little, you know, little just bump. a little bump. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Knowing it's cancer. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Something yeah. like that. You know. So yeah, so, nope. Let's not do that. Yeah, let's not do that, man. Let's but. not do that, man. So, hey, check on the strong friend. Yeah, go get help if you need it. Definitely talk to somebody. Nothing wrong with counselors. Nah, bro. It's a good thing. I mean, no, I heard no. one time. I don't know who said this, but probably me. You're like, I'm smart. Yeah, you smart. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Y'all, that was so arrogant. It was like, uh, I guess the dude was reading his Bible or praying a lot. Yeah, like, man, you always reading that Bible or praying. You think you better than everybody else. You're like, nah, I'm reading this because, you know, I need Jesus. You know, I want to stay saved. It ain't that I think I'm too saved. Like, right. I want to make sure yeah. that I <laughs> like, keep myself right. I need a savior. I got to deal with you. you know, every I don't think day. I'm better than you. I'm just trying to, trying to stay right. I think it was Bizzle who said something. He was like, I don't go to church because I think I'm so holy. It's because I know I'm not. Something like that. He probably said it too in some yeah, of the other you know ways. Yeah, like that's that's why I'm in truth, church, man. So yeah. yeah, go get help. You need it, man. Yeah, definitely go get help, man. There's help out there for you. Yes, sir. Sweet Jesus. All right, man. That's that was that was a pretty good discussion, man. A lot to lot to lot to digest there. All right, so the next topic of discussion. Don't look at that window, right? Don't start <laughs> twerking. <laughs> 
Y'all forget this brother, man. He, he got a twerk box coming got, in 2019. He got 2019 twerk box. Bird box two, the twerking edition. That's Earl's version. So it's gonna be on Hulu. It's gonna be on Netflix. He, 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 he'll explain <laughs> it. <man. laughs> he'll he explain. Said, Look at it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> but he looking at somebody twerking. We really looking out a window though, so it's like, yeah. Lord oh, Jesus, yeah. Lord Jesus. All right, funny. so. Since we all are, are close friends, best friends even, uh, the next uh, friends, my friends, so the next really <laughs> the next topic is going to be uh, best friends and boundaries. Oh snap! Best friends and boundaries. Where does it begin? Where does it end? Do you have boundaries with your best friends? Do we? Do we have? Uh, okay, since we all best friends in here, do we have boundaries with each other? I, say I think yeah, I say yes. I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There definitely has to be a level of boundary. I think that um, boundaries are kind of put in place when you get to a place of marriage. Okay. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. That's where I was going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think before we was all married. What? Uh, who was the first one married? Earl. Earl. Earl was first. Rod second, and I was last. Way last. First, second, third, military. <laughs> you're not the latest. You're the latest, baby. <laughs> Yeah, brother. So shout I out think to my boy Rudy, about to get married too. Yeah, Facts, that's right. Good stuff. Well, he just yeah, texted me this morning. Yeah, I'm proud of him, man. Yeah, brother. But go ahead. No, I was just saying. So I think that when it comes to boundaries, um, when you have uh, a marriage, you're responsible for what it is you. You know, yeah, what I mean? man. So like yeah. that's when you have to kind of establish boundaries, just because. Uh, y'all best friends doesn't mean you know what I'm saying <laughs> everybody's immediately best friends at, at the same time you right, know what I mean right. so I've kind of learned that uh, but I, I don't know brother like what would be considered so, a, a boundary for you as with your best friend I mean with with y'all I'm pretty open um, I mean because I, I'll say this because we are best friends um, I mean I'm pretty open he folds his legs there uh, <laughs> There's not, there's not too much I won't, I won't discuss, but I guess I just won't, I won't say I won't go into detail about everything. Right. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much open as far as discussing everything, but some things I may not go into detail about. So <laughs> they're so stupid. <laughs> I'm so bad with these, these brothers over here sitting on this couch. I crossed my legs, and then this brother over here crossed his legs. For some he reason. looks so uncomfortable. I know it kind of hurts a little bit. But uh. I mean, I, I, I guess I just won't go in, into details to where something that can embarrass my family or embarrass my exactly, wife, man. perhaps, um, to something that... Not cover them. Yeah, not yeah. cover them. Yeah. And to something that, like I said, it may be silly to us if we're, if we are in the, the privacy of this, this triune conversation, you know, if it's just us three, like having a conversation, like what we do and all this kind of stuff. Right, right. Um, but if it would come back to where I, I believe that she would be embarrassed, I probably won't say it. Um, just, you know, just, and it may not be anything necessarily wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want her to be That's embarrassed. Just being responsible, man. Yeah, being responsible. So I feel the exact same way, bro. Yeah. You, bro? Same, man, because like you, you pointed on earlier, um, our friendship level is different, per se, than. You know, then say me and Aslan or me and Dress. So they may not want, she may not want me to know that, you know, not that this happened, that, you know, <laughs> she had an accident the other night. And then, right. you know, Rodney tells, you know, she was right. like, exactly. man, well, that might be your boy, but yeah. I don't know him like that. That's embarrassing to me. And, you right. know, nothing good. So it's like, yeah. I would, you know, I think my information that I have ever given is based off, you know, what's Sherelle's relationship with y'all? Yeah. You know, was she mind, you know, and, you know, <laughs> and if I'm not sure, I don't know, man. I just don't you say better it. You on the side yeah. of caution, brother. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't say it or, you know. Right, right. Because so. that's the last thing we need is that phone call. Like, hey, dog, can I, can I sleep on your couch? I know, bro. <laughs> Front door with my hands balled up. <laughs> on my toes. <laughs> we going there, brother? Yeah. <laughs> We go with that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny that night. How many years ago was that? Well, neither one of us were married. Nah, so. bro, that was like 2007? Yeah. 2008? Yeah. I know y'all Y'all don't know. Like, Soldier left his house one night. This is where he still stayed with his parents. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, I did too. I was with my mom. That was real awkward too. Mama, can he stay tonight? Hey, can he, <laughs> <laughs> can he come kick it with us for a little while? Yeah. Mama, well, 
He can stay the night, but he got to go get it right. He got to go get it right <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, I forgot yeah. what happened with that, but yeah, yeah. I definitely got into it with my people. I left. I was like, I, I, I got to find somewhere to stay the night, though. Yeah, that shows you where our friendship is at. I think I was wearing a football shirt that Probably might have been, bro. <laughs> So have you have you ever encountered somebody that didn't cover their spouse or their partner in their yeah, marriage? Yeah, bro, all the time, and I think it's so disrespectful. You know, like um, I don't want to know what y'all do in y'all's bedroom, especially right. if, if I bring it up and she has this look of "Oh my god," which I, <laughs> I wouldn't bring it up, but it's just like, bro, cover her better than that. I'm sure she don't want it, want me knowing, you know? Right. And then you got another man. You telling him, you know. right? And that leaves the door. Yeah. What? Okay. So check it out. Look at it from this angle, though. Let's say. So all right. So we are best friends. All our wives know each other. Whatever. And I have a relationship with each of you guys' wives. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Um, apart from you guys. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like I consider. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Andrea like a sister to me. Right. So I have a relationship with, with your wife even apart from you. Right. So so like when it comes to boundaries, mm-hmm. is there a certain like obligation that you have? Like if you were to come to me and you were to, to divulge like, hey, something happened, you know what I'm saying? I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. Do I have an obligation, you know what I'm saying, as your best friend to keep that, you know what I'm saying, covered up between us? Or do I, do I have an obligation to extend that information to someone else who I consider a sister and a friend? Mm. Is that crossing the boundary? Mm. Or are you at, are you putting me in a position that's unfair? If, if you share something with me that's going to affect all of us, mm. are you putting me in a position to have to, you know what I'm saying, say nothing when... Or take, for instance, let's say, forget about the wives. Let's say that you have a problem with Earl and you come to me and be like, man, Earl did this, did that, whatever. I'm like, hey, did you go to Earl and talk to him about it? Nah. So I'm like, dang, like, we all good. We all friends. And by, and by being, you know what I'm saying, by breaking a boundary by going to Earl be like, hey, Rodney got a problem with you. Right. Rodney just squash it up. And now is Rodney going to feel a certain kind of way because I done shared a confident thing yeah, that he done right. shared. Yeah, and you feel like you couldn't tell. How me. does that work? I I think it's when it comes to best I think it's depending on the situation. Now, like you said, because if it's putting us all in a situation uh, to where you know lines lines gonna get crossed and stuff like that, you know, if 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 Earl says, you know, what I'm saying I'm struggling with this, you know, and I need you to be, I need you as a confidant in this area, you know. <clears throat> I, I, he's expecting me to hold him accountable in that area. But if it's something that is damaging to his his life or his family, you know, I think I do have a responsibility to, you know, assist in the situation and not just hold that information. Now, if he just, you know, if he like, you know, let's just, I'll just put it in this, and and this is totally fictional, guys. <laughs> if, if he if he if he came to me and said, you know, I made a mistake. You know, but I haven't told Sherelle yet, you know, but I plan to, you know, until I'm going to give him that option to say. An opportunity. Yeah, the option yeah. to go ahead and fix that. But if it's been three years, he like, man. Hey, bro. <laughs> he like, man, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell him the next week. You I know messed what I'm up saying? again. Yeah. Too, and then, and then, yeah, or, yeah, or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, keep on messing up. If he keep doing it, you know, okay. You know, then it's I, I believe then that that crosses the line as our friendship because you don't take our friendship serious. You just think I'm uh, uh, the bank for your secrets. Yeah. You know. Or a garbage can. Right. You just dump it all. And I think too, like I think you, we were going to keeping stuff from each other as well. Like you were saying, if you told one person, is there what you saying? Is there a boundary sometime for it to stay between? The two of you. The yeah, two, yeah. yeah. Like going back, so I think it depends on what it is. You know, like, you know, if you told me, you know, you got some like life-threatening disease, and you know that, you know, well, I'm probably not gonna keep that. You know, I'm probably gonna tell, you know, in a sense of like, hey, bro, do you have any resources? Because we need to help this man, or right, you know, something like that. But if it's something, you know, light, you know, like maybe because it was a point too where. Me and Rodney were married, and maybe you weren't. You know what I'm saying? So maybe, you know, 
not that you don't have any wisdom, but makes me maybe I'm gonna go to this man because you no, know that's an absolute fact. Yeah. Because like if you got two brothers who was married and you have the third one who is not, yeah, like I may call Rodney first. Not that I don't love you, but I may be like, no, hey, but that's bro. just wisdom. It's like, like <laughs> what you what you about to talk about as far as marriage is concerned. <laughs> yeah. right. You're not married, right? Yeah, but right. You, you can and, read and, all the books you want, but I don't know facts, <laughs> facts. And, and until you actually experience it, there is absolutely no way that you yeah. can prepare yourself. You know, for but, that type but of journey. The good thing about like. Like our relationship, nine times out of ten, I know if you come to me about something, especially even if there is an issue, you know, it may not be that day, but he's gonna get involved. Or if you had an issue with Rodney, you know, it's gonna he's gonna get involved eventually. Or you've already talked to him, you know. I'm glad we've never really ran into a situation where you know, right? It's like somebody's been, I guess, exiled and. They don't know why, you know, <laughs> or, uh, or, or, or like two faced with it. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like, hey, I, I, I don't really mess with Rodney, but I, I'll hang out with y'all. Because nine times out of ten, we done kept like, it what? real to a point. We done told you, man, you acting like a real butt right oh, now. Yeah, you know, man. Like, <laughs> Rodney done told me yeah, about myself. Like, get it together, time. dog. You know, so <laughs> I pretty much already know. Like, well, right. they've talked about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> he expressed how he's felt. That's funny. I think the. Only time that I was really legitimately mad at you, Earl, that gotta be when you put that <laughs> the exercise machine in the living room that time. And I left it there. And you left it there. And I don't know why it made me so bad, but you just like dipped. I was like, that was real childish. <laughs> but oh, if you no. like know Earl, you know just, that is something that he was really, really would do and just be like, hey, I don't even care if you're bad. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I remember that too. Cause I left it right in front of the couch. I think. Yeah, bro. Oh yeah. Or, or the other time when uh, we went to uh, what was it? Huddo? No, not Huddo. No, uh, Huntsville. Oh, uh, we didn't get the rub that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Earl said, hey, Earl's if, not you, the guy. <laughs> if you feel a certain kind of way, you need to tell us right now. <laughs> Cause I'm getting ready to go to sleep, bro. He didn't want to die with that on his conscience. <laughs> Oh, man. He woke up at the back seat and was like, hold on, stop the car. Stop the car. If you got something to say, you need to say it right now before we get on this road. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's some oh, good times, man. man. Good times. Best friends and boundaries, man. So do y'all have boundaries that you have with your best friends? Um, is there certain stuff that you don't talk about with your best friends because either you don't want to hear it or yeah. you know or or you feel like it's a, it puts you in an uncomfortable position or puts them in an yeah. uncomfortable position that's a good that's a let good me, point let me put your scenario at y'all though okay all right. so alright you get a call from your best friend uh-huh. and like but you out I'm just gonna say a date not even anniversary not you know just a date uh-huh. you ain't spending a lot of time with your lady though and she like said she needs some time uh huh and you get a car though, and your best friend is in like, you know, some kind of trouble where, you know, you don't know if they need you immediately right now, but they made it pretty, you know, in your mind, it's like, man, I need to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. where do you go with your boundaries then? Like, do you, do you tell wifey, like, or whoever it is? Wifey may be a little more extreme. I don't know. No, well, I mean, well, if it's either one of y'all two, my wife knows. Yeah. And she knows the level that I would go to for y'all. Yeah. Facts. So she'll understand, like, yeah. like, babe, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah. But so, what if she? It, that ain't the point. That ain't the case. So she like, nah, bro, you need to. I don't know, man. That's I, a tough one to be in. I mean, I think you gotta have a level of of hierarchy mm-hmm. and priorities. Yeah. So it's like, I definitely gotta put my wife at a certain level of, of, of hierarchy, and then everybody kind of fall. Accordingly, you know what I'm saying, to include family, you know what I mean, which is a, a learning curve in itself, you know what I mean. Um, but that's kind of tough, brother. But yeah, I was going to say, but how do you prioritize that? Because if I'm stranded on the side of the road and then you just out on a date. Yeah. So, like, if it comes to something like that where it's like, okay, it's going to harm you, I don't see any, any one of us, especially with the people that we marry, to have a sense of, well, no, we finish, finish this date. They can just they can call somebody else. But if I got you jumped know? and they just took my pants and I can walk home, <laughs> but I didn't want to walk in my drawers to the house, you're not going to leave to be like, man, let me get those Are we in Khalid, brother? Are we in Khalid? Depending on where I'm at, bro. And depending on what time of day it is. Because first of all, where you at with... Was somebody jumping on you and took your pants? And all they took was your pants, G. Just your yeah, because I got a lot of questions now. <laughs> For real. I don't know, man. Maybe you had some designer jeans on. The White House? 
Oh, no. Was you playing basketball with Dwight? Did you Dwighten it up? Oh, he went there. Oh, Doing squats. That's the squats. But yeah, I'm going to just have a lot of questions. You do some pants like right now. <laughs> and I'm probably going to like make fun of you pretty bad the entire time while we, while we hooking you up. Yeah. You know, it kind of is what it is at that point. But I think they got to have some boundaries even with your best friends. Uh, that's funny, though. That's funny. Well... Do we have uh, Do we have somebody For the Adeline Person of the week Who is Bro we definitely Got an Adeline person Is uh, a man or woman It's a woman We <laughs> As we ended 2018 uh, What's her name We gotta do better uh, let's As see. a people uh, Her name is Desanika Shante mm. Russell Ooh, Desanika In Atlanta Desanika, yeah. Man, how does that just go hand in hand? 30 up? years old. <laughs> Desanika. So in Atlanta, she, a woman was pulled over for failing to maintain her lane because she was trying to eat her chicken wings. Box of Popeyes. <laughs> Apparently, she was on I-85 South near uh, Poplar Road, and she was stopped, and she explained the reason that she was swerving so hard. When and she, she was told tra- them that. Bro, she was trying to eat some chicken wings, bro. Bro, but did y'all see the video, though? When they stopped her, bro, they had the camera. Bro, she had, like, mashed potatoes, chicken, <laughs> biscuits, and she had, like, the whole spread. It wasn't, it wasn't like, a little two-piece. Like, she had, like, the family meal and just got hungry on the way home. Now, that's, that's just flat ridiculous. Some chicken wings. That's flat ridiculous. Now, I've seen, and I've ate nuggets before in droves. No. But. She was eating, bro, like. you got a full plate, bro. Wings. But this is the kicker with the story is that that's why she was pulled over. The police asked her to kind of get out, and she refused to kind of get out the car. I don't really blame her for that. But they bring the canine dogs around, and they go to the back seat, and they start barking. And so they search the vehicle, and apparently she has – how much was it the back? Um, I don't know. A cardboard box with tin bags of suspected methamphetamines and a trash bag with marijuana packages. <laughs> so she was pretty much moving that weight and stopped for some chicken wings and got pulled over for drug charges. She the Adeline Queen. Yeah, she, get, she get the crown for 2018. She should have just bro. went on to the house, ate that chicken in peace. That's yeah. just not smart. We got to do better in 2019. Black people. Especially, we gotta do better. I mean, there's just better reasons to get arrested, bro. <laughs> there really are. Like, but then to get pulled over. I mean, I understand the drugs. Cause I mean, you had that in your car, so you guilty of that. But to get pulled over for the chicken part. But then you're not responsible. You're just being stupid. You got drugs <laughs> in your car, but you're gonna swerve like. Like pull me and, over. And, you know, like right, come like, on, bro. You gonna telegraph? He said, "Take me to jail." <laughs> I mean, it's like to me, the person who's driving without. Um, Insurance. You probably should be the most safest driver. Absolutely, man. Yeah, and driving because you don't want to get pulled over. You know, not at all. But you over here making reckless decisions. You deserve to go to jail. I wonder what you got to. Was it Popeyes? This is probably so. It didn't say with the article where it was, but Rodney said it's Popeyes. I believe it was. KFC, was if it she original? was eating that biscuit at Popeye's, she probably original would swear because she, she needs something to drink. She's probably going to die and choking on the dry hating on Popeye's Because Popeye's got the driest biscuits on God's green earth. I love Popeye's Bro, them biscuits are pretty dry. And actually, to be honest, I don't mess with churches like that. But like, because their chicken's so greasy. But, you know, the biscuits though, the honey biscuits... Things are good, brother. Oh, yeah. From, from churches? Yeah. I ain't saying they ain't oh, good. Oh, yeah, you, you definitely facts. But I mean, bro, you know be, good and well that Popeyes people, got some dry biscuits. You go have, have a chicken discussion too. You go coming out. I know we get ready to stop here in a minute. No water. But I got a question for y'all. Y'all both eat y'all KFC people? Yeah, I eat KFC. I'm cool with it. It's like not on my top of the list. Original or crispy though? Original. Because a black person, right? Yeah. We normally get the original. All right. right. I'm gonna leave it alone because <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> That means somebody on some Christmas. And you know black people love original. I said, every time you go to a funeral and you got KFC chicken at that funeral, it's always original, original, bro. I ain't never been no black funeral 
<laughs> where, like, where crispy KFC chicken. Who even orders crispy chicken from KFC? I don't know. This shouldn't even be Keith on Sweat. the menu. Nobody. Donnie. For real. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not okay. With that being said, we going to go ahead and say uh, deuce, deuce, adios. Deuce, deuce. We have fun kicking it with y'all. Uh, like and comment, share yeah, man. the podcast. We back at it. We ain't gonna leave y'all like we did last time. Oh, where's we got words of wisdom? Do we got any? I don't know, Earl. Going up to 2019. We gotta have some words of wisdom. Be consistent. Be consistent. Put on everybody. Deep beat. Put on deodorant. I know everybody. You know, on this, um, you know, weight loss thing. We all trying to do better. Bro, if somebody like offers you a piece of gum, yeah, just take the piece of gum. It may not be uh, a suggestion. It may yeah. not be for it you, may not but be it's for you. For you. It's for you. <laughs> but be consistent, man. Whatever you're trying to do, better yourself. Whether it be weight loss, school, uh, I don't know. Like, be, co- be consistent. Life. Appreciate life for Appreciate sure, bro. It. Yeah, life's not promise. Appreciate people Tomorrow's around you, not man. For real. So, that being said, live, laugh. We love y'all. Don't look at nobody twerking. <laughs> Twerk box. 2019. <laughs> I bet. Peace.